This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries. Unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability, criminal prosecution, and the wrath of the tall man. <laughs> Boy! Thank you for checking out 90 for Chill, the podcast with Cat Bus Russ. This is Cat Bus Russ. It's Monday the 3rd, just got back from C2E2, and I'm going to do the complete rundown with this episode. This is essentially the first episode of the reboot of 90 for Chill, the podcast, this time with Cat Bus Russ. That's the gimmick. So, I just want to give the uh, users, not the users, sorry, but Tron does qualify for this show. Just throwing that out there. The listeners, an opportunity to kind of get into the kind of movies I'm into. I'm going to open it with a trailer for Westworld, a movie that I stood up for, essentially. Well, really, it wasn't about standing up for Westworld. It was about trashing Jurassic Park and the 30 years that it's given us. At the Channel Awesome Movies We Disagree Upon panel on night two... I think this is going to lead into my conversation, what I want to talk about day three. So this is 90 for Chill, the podcast. I hope you enjoy the show and thanks for checking it out. Westworld, the vacation of the future today. The robots look, act, talk, and even bleed just like humans do. The guns they give you are real guns? Real good. <laughs> That's incredible. May I have your name, please? John Blaine. Peter Morton. Thank you. Was she, uh, probably. Supposedly, you really can't tell, except by looking at the hand. There's no way to get hurt here. Just enjoy yourself. Stand by for resort activation. You ready on phase four, four, three? Ready on six, on five, on four, on three, on two. Activate now. You know what? I almost believe all this. Why shouldn't you believe it? As real as anything else. Look out. Let me handle it. It's not supposed to happen. What's he in for? Central malfunction. Another one? There's a clear pattern here which suggests an analogy to an infectious disease process. We aren't dealing with ordinary machines. We don't know exactly how they work. I feel we should shut down for a month. Oh, that seems rash. If we can't ensure the safety of the guests, we're going to be in desperate trouble. But we can ensure their safety. Everything's fine. Shut down. Shut down immediately. The machines have gone crazy. There's one chasing me now. He'll always be one jump ahead of you. No matter what you did. You haven't got a chance. See your travel agent. Boy, have we got a vacation for you. Vacation for you, for you, for you, 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 you. Little hand says it's time to rock and roll. 
bring the noise. Welcome to 90 for Chill, the podcast. This is your host, Cool... I'm sorry, Catbus Russ. I'm still getting over the change from Cool Movies Darf to Catbus Russ. You know, all the other podcasters have been calling me that for months now. I digress, but this is the official start of the third season of 90 for Chill. As I say this time, it is with Catbus Russ. And... If you want to get an idea of what might be on the podcast next, you know, you can follow my uh, letterbox. The username is cmdarth, and find out what's coming up. And if you want your home to be filled with my dulcet tones, you can ask your Amazon Echo or Google Nest device to play 90 for Chill, the podcast with Cat Bus Russ. And that should get you to the show. Just tested that out. It was very weird, because I kind of already like made cat bus rust its own little title so it's not operating like uh how my podbean feed does where you just ask to play latest podcast by russ stevens a lot of technicalities and you know that's uh how everything starts i suppose so and that kind of goes back to c2e2 day two the panel movies we disagree upon where you know my response for just saying like we got to get over jurassic park was responded to by the panel with you're right on a technical level and that's probably the worst kind of right so at least i know i'm doing things right i suppose all these technicalities so but you know what um i guess that's enough of an introduction about myself uh i've been releasing the little mini podcast, dare I say. Well, bonus episodes. I mean, one was 12 minutes, one was 38. About C2E2, uh, day one was the 38, day two was the 12. Which kind of tells you about my mood in those episodes. So, um, with this episode then, you know, I'm just going to go, and the music has dropped. I'm just going to go and talk about day three, because as I say, you can go and get... Just cut to the chase on my Spotify feed, uh, Cat, you know, 90 for Chill Podcast with Cat Bus Russ, and just listen to those episodes on your own time. So I'll talk about day three, and it kind of uh, does kind of fit together, I think, with my uh, panel breaking uh, performance. I mean, I got the booze. Like, this is back where it was like getting my old heat back when I was wrestling and just calling everybody out with something pretty solid. Be it uh, probably the best or yeah, I'd say the best, the most meaningful at least, was when I called out uh, Keith Walker after a botched battle royal to transition into my match and it's like, alright, Cluster Muck, we're just gonna have Russ call out Keith Walker, uh, GHC Tag Team Champion you know, 270 pounds. And I went out and just said, you know, called, called, uh, called him, you know, scared of me and that nobody has the bigot and, you know, all those muscles, you must be compensating for something because nobody has the biggest brain when compared to the student of the game, Russ Stevens, Russ Staley at the time, you know, names. (sighs) What's with them? Well, I guess, 
can transition. So day three, um, and I'll get back to where I was going with, uh, but day three uh, were two panels primarily for me. Uh, the first one was getting into an overfill room for uh, Chris Evans. And it was a fun panel, I think. Uh, he's just got a great personality. 30 minute, Only 30 minutes long, which is, you know, my sister who I went to the show with, the poetic critic, frequent guest, uh, basically said, well, you know, he's been here since Friday, so you really can't complain about the time. What you can't complain about is the fact that all the questions were via Twitter, and I think that probably upset a lot of people for, what, I can't line up with the mic and get a one-on-one moment that instead of paying $200 for an autograph from him. But it was pretty much just regular fare. I mean, he's a, he got the rip into Steven Seagal as like the inspiration for his character, or I guess Edgar Wright's inspiration for Chris Evans' character in Scott Pilgrim versus the World as the vacant action star. So, you know... We appreciate that if you go back to uh, our Under Siege episode with uh, Couchman Bakes, um, Andrew TD. So uh, then, um, but the next panel after that was for, and I'm hoping I pronounce his name right because his uh, Spanish, he took the time to kind of make, let all of us know what he's saying. Like that's how he broke down his introduction to the audience in Espanol. Uh, the actor uh, Tenoch uh, Huerta, he played the Nam- Namor character. Sorry, I haven't seen um, Black Panther for Wakanda Forever. But I would say that, um, hey, uh, Disney, C2E2 did a lot of work for you. So uh, I can't really say Chris Evans has got me interested in any projects besides for the proposed and everybody's supposed to be all in on the Scott Pilgrim animate animated project. Um, but I would say, well, they just kept running the trailer for uh, guardians of the galaxy three, which is just looks great. I mean, and I'll get to that further and more of car ride home type of stuff. But, um, and I probably wouldn't have even attended uh, Huerta's um, panel, except I saw that he played uh, Blue Demon on a television show for 65 episodes. Blue Demon, the second biggest professional wrestler in Mexico. Sorry to go Spanish on that one. Uh, in Mexico, uh, I know his uh, son, Blue Demon Jr., or whoever he passed the mantle to. This isn't a wrestling podcast. Um, of course, ironically, this happened all during WrestleMania weekend. So, um, And then there will be some wrestling talk at, at some point, I, I think. Um, but this guy was super cool. Um, as I say, everybody could span, understand his Spanish, um, which, was, which was fun. Like, oh, two years is all you need in high school. Great. If somebody understands that, oh yeah, not everybody's going to speak the language. But it was primarily a panel for um, people of color, uh, which was awesome. Like, I didn't see too many white people get to get the question. It was all about, you know, power for the underutilized. You know, finding out in the panel how Mexico 
still looks for blondes and lighter skinned people and they'll just go and blackface somebody um if they're not that it's um real interesting um he was standing up for how we have to change the world really standing up for millennials and uh gen zeds um he's he's just a year younger than me so i mean it's great that he's finally made it big at 41 when that happened um so but you know he he really just made it a pulpit to go after how you know our society is kind of screwed up and how the black panther movies um basically say you know it's about trying to figure out those corrections so yeah uh he's got me sold for uh black panther wakanda forever um and yeah i'm gonna see guardians 3 and you know if i'm gonna see guardians 3 i better see uh thor uh love and thunder and um yeah so i've got three of those and i saw you know i watched um the Falcon and the Winter Soldiers, so, and seeing the connections to Black Widow, so I got a bunch of MCU movies, you know, I want to check out, um, I hope they don't just abandon the Eternals, and that, but this all comes back to the, uh, drive home, so, uh, with the poetic critic, um, she wanted to, she found out, uh, that her friend on Twitter, um, Jessica Ritchie, you can follow her at Ruby underscore Stevens. I don't know what that's about. Um, she did a podcast called the Junk Filter Pod, and it was an interesting premise. Um, she took and probably the most infamous of the uh, roadshow musicals, as they said, when back in the old days, the late sixties. You know, they'd run a movie in one territory, let it get built up. And then take it to the next one and take, make all the money, all based around Sound of Music originally. Or that's the most famous, I should say. And how Paint Your Wagon was pretty much the end of that. A musical comedy about with comedy western with uh, Clint Eastwood acting in a love triangle against Lee Marvin. And how. One, it was just a cluster muck of a experience. Uh, you got hippies who ended up getting the roles of extras and extras having to form a union to make sure they'd get paid. Um, you know, you're traveling 60 miles to get to your set from your closest hotels. Eastwood having an affair with the lead actress and then ghosting her, which I don't know. I mean, I don't like to stand up for Eastwood too much because... When he's wrong, he is wrong. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it's just very. I I guess I haven't been in enough relationships to really know what ghosting is, aside from going on a date, being told, "Oh yeah, let me know when you get home. Be safe," and then they've already unfollowed me or unfriended me. What the hell, you know? Um. But she was comparing the fall of the roadside musical with the current fall of comic book movies, which I just don't see. Um, and she was bringing up the movie she compared it to is Black Adam. 
and it's like, I don't know what The Rock thinks. This isn't wrestling. It's like, eh, you call your shots. That's that's kind of what you do as a producer. So, yeah, it kind of is. Uh, seeing that kind of stuff. Um, but in the end of it, though, she was saying, you know, well, comic book movies are obviously on the decline. And it's like, no, I think it's just a few little tricks and boom. It's something that will course correct. It's not going anywhere. But what uh, Jessica Ritchie's solution was, oh, I need more maximalism, like, um, you know, Top Gun Maverick, or I need uh, the Elvis biopic. And it's like, that's not what we need in cinema. That's the worst answer. And this goes back to Jurassic Park and versus Westworld. Westworld, I mean, the sequel, Future World, I think was an AIP movie, American International Pictures. Um, and, you know... Yeah, it's sci-fi, B-movie stuff. And you could even say Westworld's kind of a B-movie. Um, not a lot of, you know, visual effects. Because the dinosaurs are humans. You don't need them. No, I want the 70s. Look, Scorsese's done his maximal films. I mean, I guess you'd say the Aviator, Gangs of New York. And, you know, they're the ones who probably had the least praise from him. I love Gangs of New York, but there's so much wrong with that movie. And, um, yeah, the last thing I want is the people to go and say, we need more stuff on the screen. That's all people want. It's not, oh, they're sick of the comic book story. They just want big stuff on the screen. No, let's let's save some freaking money, especially how Hollywood is set up right now, where only one new movie comes out a week. So if you go... And make a thirty million dollar movie, budget it, you know, marketing budget sixty. Yeah, I think it all evens out. It should play, and dare I say, even kind of the roadshow effect. So, but am I ever going to see a Baz Luhrmann movie after that take? I don't know. I mean, Romeo and Juliet was fun. I really need to see uh, Moulin Rouge, but like Australia. Um, and keep in mind, like, he went maximal after he succeeded with Simply Ballroom. Very low, you know, low maintenance, low budget. Like, no, great stories are what we need, not visual displays. Like, yeah, you're going to have your Avatar-type people, um, which, you know, is a movie, like, I still need to watch Avatar, the first one. And there's so many people who hate it, but they acknowledge that it hits the right points. Uh, it fills something. And, you know, comic book, like, every Marvel movie, I will say that. And I'm going to go even say every DC movie that I've seen, I think have a better, more interesting story than Avatar. More interesting story than any of the Jurassic features. So, no, um... Comic book movies might be, might we might be having some bad ones, but I think it's something that's easily course correctable, and it's gonna be the main thing. Um, would I rather have comic books go back? Comic book movies go back to something simple, like I mean, you don't need much spectacle to do Red Sun. So great, now I gotta throw that on my queue. The HBO on HBO Max, the uh, Red Sun. Um, you know, the biggest insult, though, over, uh, like, oh, we need more stuff uh, thrown on the screen, is that um, 
The biggest insult is that Warner Brother, I, I, I go and stand up for something low budget like Westworld over all of this stuff. And yeah, the Westworld TV show is maximalist. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, the trailer you heard is HBO Max doing one for, you know, to get people to watch the original Westworld and, um, you know, kind of make it feel like the uh, new stuff. Like, I, I'm kind of disappointed in that trailer just because we ignore Greek, Greek, I think it was Greek, no, I think it was Roman world and medieval world. Like, you know, Delos was pretty complete. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, and the thing is, HBO Max got rid of, you know, and I get it. Honestly, I do get the decision from a business standpoint, but it's kind of like, I wish they'd have more loyalty to their original projects like Lovecraft Country, of course, with uh, John John Majors right now. Yeah, it's good not have that property on there. Or Ridley Scott's Raised by Wolves and Westworld instead of like, well, there's a lot of money to make licensing them. And yes, I'm not denying that, but it's like, I, I think you I think it's good for your brand, but I'm not the brand manager. And as for the DC uh, universe, as I think they're calling it, it's like that is a cluster muck. But I'm looking forward to whatever comes out of it. So, yeah, comic book movies. I am. I want lower budget movies to have a bigger impact. No question there. I'm a guy who's trying to write independent movies. So. Yeah, I don't plan on having this big budget. And I want to stick to that, in all honesty, like Kevin Smith. Or I'd say even Quentin Tarantino. At least with Tarantino, you see where the money is. Which, yeah, that's the biggest problem with comic book movies, is you don't. Um, Because the money is spent on enormous um, computer graphics departments who are overworked. and But you need that many people. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of, but to just go and say comic book movies are bad, I guess, is where I'm drawing the line. Um, I just want something simpler. Blade was a pretty simple movie when you go back to it. Um, the connected universe stuff, I don't think it's that difficult to get into. People want to say that, but, you know... The biggest problem, I think, and I'll stand by this, is that we need 20 years, 10 to 20 years off of comic book movies if you're going to do TV shows. Like, okay, yeah, I'm a Star Wars nut. I am jonesing for another Star Wars movie every year. But it's one movie a year is what I want. And I'm, you know, and I'm behind on the TV shows. So, I mean, there's time, but I, you know, I want that. That's what I, but... I feel it feels good or, you know, kind of felt felt new when we got the announcement of the uh, sequel trilogy and that just pumped us up. But they did leave us in a good point with the prequels like, okay, this is the story. You know where the story goes. So we're good for now, right? Yeah, I'm cool. So that's um, so that's what C2E2 um, Day 3 became, I suppose, was just the wind down, um, getting home, you know, and cursing myself for figuring out how to plug in the, um, 
aux the uh, USB into my dad's van, um, which I should have done back when I traveled up there for the What Do You Know Trivia Tournament of Champions with him. Uh, but I digress. So, uh, otherwise, I would say C2E2 and getting back there. Uh, the podcast uh, that Jessica Rick- Ritchie was on, if you want to look for it, it is on your major podcast apps, is uh, The Junk Filter Pod. Uh, host, and I'm sorry, just search Junk Filter, and it's hosted by Jesse Hawken. So, not saying I agree, but I'm saying they did a great job. So, um, and I guess that's just really it. Like, goes back to the old morbidly macabre podcast uh, with Mitchell Witt, I think it was. Uh, it's no longer around. I have ran into one of the co-hosts a few more times. We used to work together. Um, at my uh, uh, evening job, and I guess Mitchell's in Florida, which I think was happening, and the podcast kind of fell apart. But I got a lot of heat from them when I reviewed and shared. Like I still wanted people to listen to it, their Chris Benoit tragedy stuff, because it was one of those I'm shouting at the radio because I know more than they did, and I would have loved the synergy. To straighten that all out, but no, instead they're accusing me of being insincere and, you know, what else could they have done in real disgusting manners, so, um, but no, Junk Filter, I'd give it a go, honestly, uh, Paul Schrader is gonna be the next episode, so, um, definitely worth, I think, uh, if you're looking for movie podcasts, that and screen drafts where I'm going to direct you, or you can always go to the ringer on the Spotify podcast network. Um, but aside from, you know, panels and bitching about podcast, um, the rest of it was just trying to find cool stuff on the floor. Uh, for the rest of the day, um, primarily for me, it was finding, um, Chippendale Funko pops for my mom. That's her favorite, really her only Disney character. She likes, um, I think she's got a thing for Melissa Scent, but you know, um, and she, she loves some of the, the late sixties, early seventies stuff, your, uh, jungle book and your, um, Robin hood. So I've got her a Prince John pop. I got her a share con from the jungle book. Um, I don't think she'd appreciate if I gave her my spare, uh, share con from tailspin. Um, but, uh, I, so I was looking for that. I told the Poetic Critic that's what I'm looking for. I, I mean, I saw those. She went and bought them as well. So I'm in that place. Do I keep them myself? Do I give them back to her at Christmas or her birthday? It's, she's turning 70. Uh, but I did also find, though, with the Jungle Book, um, Mowgli, Mowgli, sorry, it's been a while since I've watched that, being hypnotized by Hiss and great colors on the eyes and everything. So mom did appreciate that Funko Pop. And I think that was worth her scouring the living room uh, for my uh, Suspiria lapel pin, which is the um, image from the most box art for Suspiria, the ballerina with her slit, with her in a, in a pirouette pose, dare I say, with her throat slit. And it's like, Yes, thank you, Mom. That's great that you found it, because I don't think it's time for me to teach the niece and nephew about Italian horror. And 
Oh, gross was her response. It's like, come on, I can lend you Dracula 3D so you can see Rucker Hauer. I got my Greek uh, critic screener copy of Sleepless uh, with Max von Sudo. Uh, it does tell me I need to go and actually buy Giallo if I can find it. Um, that's the Adrian Brody bitching about not getting paid movie. <laughs> I mean, the only bad Argento, I mean, unwatchable Argento, and not even unwatchable, just very poorly conceived, was uh, The Card Player, about murders based around online poker before we really knew what online poker was. But Leon Cunningham is good in it, so. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yes, the Funko. The biggest disappointment, though, is like, okay, I, I kind of lost track of time. I was trying to look for a... Um, panelist an artist somebody in artist alley who really took the time to sell her uh, comic book called uh i believe it's pimp killer um like yeah i should get that i think uh i really want to support women writers i, I do try my best whenever i go there because i know the male stories so uh you can thank thank stephanie smith for that one um with her introducing me like we didn't have too many interactions since i moved down to champaign urbana but um, she was working at a comic book shop and said, oh, you got to read Bitch Planet. And uh, the real thing I bitch about is that she got the non-compliant tattoo done before I could even get to it. And granted, what's it mean if a guy has uh, non-compliant? Bitch Planet's about a patriarchy who locks up non-compliant women and replaces them. It's kind of like Paradise... Um, Paradise Hills, I think it was, with uh, Emilia Jovovich and um, Emma Roberts. I did a review for that one a uh, while ago, and it's going to make it back on this feed. Uh, don't you worry about that. Paradise. Yeah, Paradise Hills. I mean, you get Emilia Jovovich eventually playing Poison Ivy. That's how I'll sell that one. So... Yeah, um, so with the Funko Pop hunting, though, was also a thing, and I was trying to find this American... I don't really, like, I have really have to rewatch American Psycho. I did not like the uh, how the movie concluded, the ambiguity, but there's set pieces you gotta love, especially Jared Leto getting cut up to the ta sounds of Hip to be Square. Um, and they had a Funko Pop of... Patrick Bateman, Christian Bale, with the axe, in his business suit, but with the the uh, rain jacket on, so that he could wouldn't get blood all over his clothes. Uh, if I should have looked closely, maybe that's what the chase variant that I eventually found. Maybe he's got the New York Times underneath his feet. Um, but I could not find that. And I thought I saw it at two places. So I thought, oh, that'll be easy. Like the Chippendale. I saw two. I saw at least two of them. And my sister found hers at a different place. Anyhow. Um, but I couldn't, uh, couldn't find that. And by the time, like, oh, 15 minutes left in the uh, announced on the floor. Thanks for coming to C2E2. Uh, I could not get back to where I saw uh, a Dr. Evil pop with... Uh, Mr. Bigglesworth on his lap, or there was a, that was 40 bucks, uh, that chase I found eventually of American Psycho was 100, I have not spent over $100 in a Funko Pop, 
spent over 80 before, but like I there I almost pulled the trigger on a Renly Baratheon um for 120 and there's still like yeah, there's there's still it, honestly what I have. Gosh, what am I sitting on? So, yeah, let's make 90 for chill a bigger thing so I can eventually get a table and I can sell them all off. Uh, but I digress, you know. So, Patreon, I suppose, at some point. What have you. So, um, yeah, so that's uh, C2E2. I also had, but, you know, another Funko Pop that I wanted to get was a $65. It was Roy Batty, uh, Rutger Hauer from Blade Runner, hold blood, blood down his eyes, holding the dove from, the like, the last scene. One of the best scenes in all of cinema. Um regardless of whatever cut you watch i suppose i'll have to watch the final cut to, to verify that i digress so but i also had the rush to go and get myself a mystery box uh 60 for video game stuff because i still have aspirations to start a video game themed professional wrestling promotion again more reason to share this podcast so we can get on to these dreams so now i'm just going to open it up right now and see what i got Retro Gamer Classic Console Foam Replica. And this looks like a blind box in a blind box. I'm just glad it's a different item. I don't want to find out. Oh, yeah, and we just uh, changed the Game Boy color. Ooh, it's a foam Game Boy. I didn't get that. Could you try again? This is actually pretty cool. About the same size. Yeah, uh, foam, foam Game Boy. It doesn't officially have Game Boy listed on it. But... Um, no, the detail is great. So, that's a winner. Uh, Super Mario Brothers Air Freshener. Timely. Well, it really kind of disappointed me, because as I say, I wanted these blocks so I can hold them, like, put them on pole matches, and uh, basically you open it up, what do you get? Red turtle shell, one-up mushroom. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We got the same yellow Game Boy Color tumbler. Wish they would have at least had a different color. So there's a loser there. But what really ticks me off is that, that you could have bought a toy one, and then there's barcodes on the bottom indicating, well, this is the toy one for 40 This is the $60 one for video games. So, you know, now I know, uh, despite... I want to go Pokeballs or Mega Man Energy next time. And with that said, the same coked-out Mega Man's plushie from last year. All right. $60 worth of stuff. My, um, the official Game Boy money box. I think I actually got that as well from last time. So, hey, if I'm going to keep track of my change, not bad. And, oh jeez, I think this is the same lithograph or Zelda that I got last time. So we got two new items. Uh, three. Two, three, two. I don't want to go into the old box and find out what, oh. What do we have here? Okay, this is nice. Uh, Legend of Zelda, we're talking um, official. Uh, candle, glass candle holder, so... Yeah, I just need to get the wax, I suppose. But this is pretty nice. It's kind of got that, uh... Not quite, um... The Wind Waker look. Like, more classic Zelda art 
honestly. So that's that's nice. And what else do we have here? Power Star, Super Power Star, weight, paperweight. Honestly, I don't think I have that from the last one, so that's kind of cool. So, it's the Power Star. I actually have uh, th four of those on my arm, kind of inspired by the douchebag Phil Brooks in one of his uh, Pro Wrestling Tees t-shirts. But I got Power Stars, except they're the Chicago Red Stars with the uh, little eyes on them. Um, which goes back to, um, what was it? Um... Oh, I was in an airport once heading to Vegas, uh, Peoria International Airport, PIA. And uh, they gave me, they somebody was asking as I, they saw those and they say, why do you have pauses on your arms? Because the eyes look like the paws. So, uh, ooh, another, I don't know if it's, a, I had another wallet. Um, I might have to pause this and go into the old box to see, but no question mark wallet which is trifold honestly it's pretty nice i might i mean i like my i like the versatility of my uh um dang it what is that brand oh shoot ridge ridge i like a lot of their i like their products oh and i got a nintendo zapper lapel pen all right that's a winner so yeah, uh, let me place this on a brief pause, and we'll go and compare next last year's. See how much dupes I got. Hold on to your butts. All right, so never buy the same mystery box twice is the lesson from C2E2. But, you know, I still, um, I don't know, I got enough cool stuff. So instead of the foam Game Boy, I, last year I got a foam treasure chest, 8-bit style. So, cool. Um, air freshener, uh, it wasn't Mario, it was Splatoon last year, so, not a dupe there. Um, same Power Star, um, paperweights, same uh, Trifold wallet, um, same lithograph and same cup, same Mega Man toy, so, yeah, it's not all different, so as I say, one mystery box is enough. I should have bought the toys box. Uh, otherwise, I did have a dashboard accessory, which was the uh, Cuckoo, I think it was. Um, so this came from Arcade Block, which means it came from Canada, Shirt Punch. But, you know, interesting nonetheless. So, yeah, so I got the, uh, I think they're called uh, Cuckoos in um, Zelda, the... the um, what do you call them? Oh, the chickens that you do should not whack on because they will come back and attack. So, yeah. So, all right. I mean, if this is my biggest disappointment, who knows? I could, I mean, the banks, not a bad thing. Um, yeah. And I got the, I got the uh, candle this time. So that's cool. The tumbler's all right. Yeah. So I'm not disappointed. I mean, I, and then who knows? Maybe I can do something with these Power Star weights wrestling wise so cool oh and at least the foam one we can have do the classic pwg's pause stuff so if you're interested in uh starting up a wrestling promotion got some cash uh i can get i can get the ring um building i could probably figure out too so i can do all the logistics um that much from when uh 
my friend Raul Salazar and I tried to start a legit championship wrestling. Uh, we still have the title belt, so... Uh, yes, I'm a belt collector, officially, so... That, uh, yeah, so that sums up uh, day three of C2E2. So, um, as I say, I'm not disappointed I spent that money. Just like, oh, man. Like, I really just kind of wish they didn't do, you know, they were a little... I mean, it, there's way too many dupes to say that uh, it's a good deal. So, But as I say, don't buy the same box twice. I could have bought a toy box. The same color. I should have just realized barcodes and all that. So, uh, But I've learned, and that will not happen again. So, um, yeah, so C2E2 ended up being a pretty worthwhile experience, I think, uh, for me. So glad to have attended. I don't know if I'm up for these three-day cons, though, because... There's always a day where I'm just freaking out because, oh, I'm alone. So, uh, I am single, so if any ladies want to get the C2E2, I can fake it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so we're going to, I'm going to go and start the wrap up and then we'll get into the two previous, uh, the two bonus episodes. And, um, yeah, and, uh, I hope, uh, at least, um, the, fandom fantasy uh lasses who you know i took the time to figure out try to figure out like can you really have an all bigger burlesque troop and the answer is yes i mean because so many people are going to shut them down it's like great body positivity so um you know so yeah don't uh don't knock well if they know how to how to work you keep, there's beauty to be found everywhere so <laughs> so it's all about performance so um hope so hope i'm not offending any of any of uh joe malley or nicole fox on that one um they were very receptive though to the uh sharing of photos from that uh, panel so i think i'm on their good graces but who knows they haven't listened to the pod yet so yeah, I think that does wrap up this portion. Uh, next week, I think I can figure out how to get a guest. That was a great thing uh, about C2E2, though. There, it was a speed networking event, so I got some leads there. But I think I have something. I can get something lined up based on our drive home. So, hint, hint. Um, but if you want to be that guest or financier of a professional wrestling zombie comedy, which I did not ask Channel Awesome about backing. Damn it. Get that figured out by the end of the day. Ugh, night oh, jeez. Okay, so there's there's the true miss in uh, C2E2 for me. Um, so yeah, I've got a pro wrestling zombie indie movie I want to make on the real cheap. I've got... Um, you know, my professional wrestling promotion idea. If you want to be a financier of that, send an email to russabus07 at gmail.com. But more importantly, I need guests for the podcast. So if you want to be on the show, offer me a movie, a theme, a director, an actor. Try to focus on uh, sub-100 minute movies, you know, between 70 and 100 minutes. And I think we'll come up with a slice of fried gold. If you can't, you really want to do Amadeus... Look, I will break the code, you know? Well, that one might be tougher, but 
because I don't think Milos Form uh, Milos Forman does shorter movies. But the point of the matter is, we can make it work. Uh, we'll talk about something else as the base, and if we happen to talk about um, F. Murray Abraham killing that guy from Animal House, hey, that's what happens. So, but. You can do that. Uh, you can re- be on the show. Send an email to rustabus07 at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-T-H-E-B-U-S-0-7 at gmail.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter at CatBusRuss. If you want to be really hip, Mastodon's the place to be. It's not too busy yet, so the feed's nice. This, you know, with the even number, you know, trying to have a good balance between followers and following... Um, my username there is Russ Stevens. I'm sorry, at Russ Stevens at Mastodon dot social. It's getting a lot simpler. So, you know, we just need a little more support for that. And I think we got something going there. So otherwise, uh, I got home. Uh, there was some uh, health scare about Ava, my cat. I think she's still just being picky about not wanting to eat dry food since I have been treating her with wet stuff. Um, she is a lot skinnier. I'm not going to question that, but we'll get that straightened out. But I think she's doing fine. She's been acting great. Um, so thank you, Stacia, and thank you, Skimble, for taking keeping an eye on her alongside Allie from Allie's Accessory Shop on Etsy. Um, so yeah, um, thanks, Stacia Harden, for uh, keeping an eye on me for the last uh, 19 years. And I hope you're doing everything you can to help those you touched in your life. And I hope you're petting the shit out of Skimble, the one-yeared angel. So I think I hit all the uh, major points. Uh, rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast apps. Uh, this podcast is via Spotify. Um, so easy to find there. And let me just say, um, you know, if you really... The feed I'm going to try keeping the most stuff on and going strong will be the Spotify feed, um, podcast, Spotify for podcasters, uh, not Podbean. I'm going to still produce content. I've paid for another year with them, but you know, let's build this new brand and, um, keep things going. And, but you know, let's build the new brand. So subscribe to 90 for chill, the podcast with cat bus, Russ rate and subscribe five star reviews. Preferably I will figure out how to reciprocate those reviews. I'm the scoop Staley on, uh, iTunes on Apple podcast, and I'll get the work on figuring out, uh, Spotify. So there we are. Thanks again for coming to 90 for chill, the podcast. Uh, and you know what I got, what I really love about podcasting is knowing people give a shit about my myself. And I got that vibe from the unity of nerddom that was C2E2. So, definite recommend. Uh, as I said, I don't know if I can do three days, but... You know what? It's it's definitely worth your time, period. Not, no matter how, how, many time, how much time you have. So, go and check it out. And thanks for checking out 90 for Chill, the podcast. Can I hear a wahoo? Oh, and uh, pardon the interruption. I forgot. I'm attaching uh, day one and day two up um, after I finish uh, stepping over my own tongue, you know, what have you. So stick around if you haven't listened to those yet. Thanks again for checking out 90 for Chill, the podcast with Cat Bus Russ. 
That's the important thing. With Cat Bus Russ is the 93 chill I want people to flock to. Who knows how it ends, but it's a beginning. Okay, bear with me a moment as I find my official disclaimer on my phone. The following podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries. Any authorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability, criminal prosecution, and the wrath of the tall man. And I will not disrespect Anger Scrim with that further. So, this is 90 for Chill, the podcast with Cat Bus Russ. Just making sure we get that feed correct. And I guess this might be the debut episode, since this is not going to be on Podbean. But I digress there. So, this is kind of a bonus episode again, so technically not, I guess. Ah, the confusion. The delirium. I'm a bit tired. Um, Got up at, you know... Just, just you know, two jobs. I didn't uh, get to bed till about two on Wednesday in the morning. Then lots of drama, getting ready to come to C2E2, getting picked up in Champagne to head to Morton, and then, you know, waking up at six, going to bed at 11. So, yeah, and, you know, a lot of walking and such. So, got my steps in. Thank you, Apple Watch, but... Uh, so, as I say, I'm at C2E2. Right now I'm in the hotel. Kind of disappointed. Um, just the lack of activities, I suppose, for after hours. So they closed the show floor at 7. So you can't do any shopping, what have you. And then if they don't have anything you're interested in, until like, oh, 9 o'clock we're going to have Nerd Lesk. Or Improv Olympics. It's like... I, it's just, you know, if you don't have anything to keep people interested in that time period, I just don't want to get out of my hotel room to go and, you know, get back to the uh, convention. You know, and heck, I got uh, AEW Rampage, I suppose, but I'm behind because I didn't get a chance to watch uh, Dynamite yet, so no spoilers, I hope. Yeah, so that's, you know, I'm not really sounding too positive, I suppose. And that's not necessarily fair. I mean, it was a good enough drive, safe enough. Um, And then uh, the con has been interesting, to say the least. Uh, Zachary Levi had a a great panel to open up. Uh, You know, we get some taint chat. You're going to see images of that via my Mastodon, at Russ Stevens, at Mastodon.social, which... Of course, I feed onto my Twitter at CatBusRuss. So that's, uh, you know, he was just a very cool guy, honestly, just talking about loving to do what he's doing and great messages about mental health. So a pretty positive way to start. Then followed it up with a panel about called uh, Keep Your Politics Out of My Comics or what have you. Basically a panel about... Uh, by Lit X, uh, hashtag, we are Lit X, on Twitter. Um, a lot of great people there discussing how to uh, keep the influence of graphic novels now into school. So yeah, 
the minimal mention of mouse, but come on. Um, this is the stuff you should be, um, I mean, that kids need to get. Like, I'm fed up with the entire idea of, like, oh, we have to, like, American elitism, and, like, no, it's time for the frickin' truth. It's a small, bloody world, after all, and it's just very much, um, like, People just need to, kids just need to know the world kind of sucks, or at least um, what America is doing right now. So, um, and I'm not saying, obviously, I'm very left, and I'm saying we got great people, but we got a system right now that uh, prevents any kind of change. So, you know, I can go into socialism, communism, what have you. Um, like, I really hate driving up to Chicago and seeing signs for the, uh, circus, um, Chinese circus called, uh, I think it's Shen Yui. Uh, I might be wrong on that, but their tagline on the billboards, China before communism. It's like, yeah, China before communism wasn't really anything. Hence why the Japanese, a small country took it over, but eh, I don't know. Not saying that, I mean, you know, after watching Death of Stalin a couple weeks ago, it's like, the the party means well, I mean, and we're all going to have these little screw-ups in the development. Now, granted, Stalin was a total dictator, so that even speaks better of the Russians, the Soviets. Uh, but the point of the matter is we are basically allowing people to be excluded. And this panel just basically says, especially in the time of AI, honestly, that... Um, yeah, graphic novels are the only way we're really going to get kids to be honest about doing their homework. You know, chat GPT. Um, and, you know, people can, you can get through a graphic novel of great expectations in a matter of, I mean, I, first graphic novel I read, really, I think was uh, Red Sun, the Superman landing in Ukraine story. And I got that done in a night, and I did it, followed it up with Deadpool, um, the first uh, run of the Brian Posehn uh, co-written, I believe, where he's killing all the presidents who were resurrected, uh, because you can't let the Avengers kill our heroes and founding fathers. So I'm kind of glad that I'm going off on a tangent about a panel basically of librarians and educators just trying to say look you gotta find that was basically it's like you gotta go and find your own way around that all their um bullshit so let me pull up my mastodon i'm sure i have this something to offer so yeah that was my last um post i believe so you know you have um Websites like the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund, which is uh, cbldf.org, uh, Charlie Bravo Lima Delta Foxtrot.org, and you have teachingbooks.net. Um, great resources. So, parents out there, educate your kids. If you're stuck in a bullshit place, basically a red place or a Come on, if you're, like, in my hometown of Morton, you know there's other people out there. Quit denying that. 
and teach your kids on your own. Like I, I can imagine back in the COVID era, you know, just as the pandemic was, you know, we were just ex before we were totally accepted that eh, people are just going to get COVID. Um, you know, somebody was bit, went on a rant, I guess my mom was saying like crying about, Oh, the mask in school during like, you know, Hey, bring your veteran to work day. So, and I kind of like, I can imagine the crazy woman who would have done that. And, um, yep, uh, I guess you could say, and then degree of interesting, what's that crazy woman? Eh, but that's my life, I suppose. Missing that kind of excitement. Um, which I think I'll get back to when, um, before this podcast ends. And so, you know, I got to go on the floor a little bit. Uh, I didn't really buy anything until the long break I had between panels. Um, the next panel I got to was the um, C2E2's best Pokemon. And um, I made a strong case uh, for Bulbasaur. Like, you know, I, I could have gone a little more, but a lot of people offering stuff. And you got kids, you don't really want to crap on them too much. I don't think I did any. You know, I, I wasn't going to go in... Uh, you know, denounce Pikachu like so many were. Now, did I denounce the hell out of Bulbasaur? And I'm glad that he's considered on a scale of S as in the exception, the truly great, and then an A through F. Um, I'm glad to help put Charizard in the F zone. And uh, my Bulbasaur case, like, you know, I was just trying to get to the, hit the PowerPoints, um, did more better, I think, defense than a lot of people for theirs, which basically is just the host, and I'm sorry that I am blanking on his name, I'll get that pulled up, um, and that would be, um, Abdallah Smash, uh, originally from Chicago, now based in Salt Lake, um, so with a name like that, I'm surprised, I'm wondering how the hell he ended up in Salt Lake, don't think he's making his money strictly on Pokemon YouTube videos. Uh, but I digress. Um, so, back to this app. Okay. Um, yeah, so basically, you know, you want to be the very best. You take a Pokemon like Bulbasaur and you go to the top. The po- the gym leader, Lance, he doesn't attack poison Pokemon. You got the grass. Great balance. Anything he Venusaur can do, he can do better. Um, so, he wasn't voted as a C, I got him up to a B, and, you know, oh, B for Bulba, Eh, bullshit. Uh, so, if you want the answer to the top Pokemon, it ended up being Snorlax, and, you know, it's the first time I really accepted that Snorlax is a cat, so, I'm down with that, otherwise, I think it was the, and, you know, forgive me for not knowing, I'm not, Gen 1, I'm down with, which was part of my argument. Like, come on, Bulbasaur had the best personality or most personality. Squirtle ain't shit without his shades, and Char, Charmander just kept on changing, so screw that. That's not, you know, he was just a douche. Took two seasons in before he, you know, came, kind of was cool. And that's because he was trying to get laid. That's, that's the story of Charizard. So again, yeah, great that he's an F Pokemon. Bulbasaur should be in 
it should be a, as I say, if you're going to, like, I really wanted to use the adage, like, if you're playing chess, you got to learn how to win with just knights. Um, but yeah, Snorlax, um, but the runner-up was the Elysian, I just know it as the Ice Vulpix, which I think a lot, really refreshed him, and my elder sister, the Poetic Critic, who I'm, you know, obviously up here with, if you read the description of the last episode, um, you know, why is it the, the new Vulpix, and it's kind of like, because there's not a new Arcanine, I guess, like, you can, or Growl, uh, Growlithe, like, you gotta fire Pokemon. I think that was the mistake. And like, yeah, I think if I'm correct, because I did play yellow after I played red, that, uh, yeah, Vulpix and Growlithe were separate on red and blue. Um, but come on. I think, um, everything was, like, the games have gotten a lot more creative, dare I say. I don't know if I'd say better. Um, playing Pokemon... Oh, Violet right now, and I'm enjoying it. I wish the breeding was a little better, which got Ditto into the top tier. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's still fun, and I'm doing uh, the run where if my Pokemon dies, they're essentially I can't use them anymore. Now, by the point I'm at level 50s, I'm not going to th- just throw away Pokemon, transfer them, trade them, what have you. I'm just putting him on battle teams, but, um, yeah, I still got a bit to do that, and, uh, didn't get the email today that Fight Forever, AEW's latest video game has arrived, like it was supposed to be scheduled, but, uh, <laughs> I digress. So, yeah, um, so after the, uh, Pokemon, uh, I should say, after Bulbasaur's snubbing as the best Pokemon, um, we went, I went to the, uh, Pokemon Go meetup and was thoroughly disappointed. It's just people like, here's my Pokemon, here's my Pokemon. It's like, yeah, I thought we were all supposed to start trading codes and being friends. And it's like, no, you got families around tables and it's like, everybody's just keeping them themselves. I know we're nerds, but come on, kind of force ourselves. I tried to go to the, um, the next thing I did was try to, was go onto the floor and, um, you know, didn't spend too much money. Uh, I forgot earrings, so I went to the same shop, and I keep forgetting their name, uh, to stock up this time around, get myself, uh, some, uh, Bulbasaur, yeah, right, you know, and a Pokemon's post earrings. I just don't wear the dangly stuff. I, I should get into that. Um, then some Harley Quinn-related stuff. And what was the, uh, last set I got? Oh, um, some, uh, mushrooms from Mario Brothers, the 1-Up and the, uh, Power Mushroom. Didn't have Poison Mushrooms. Um, I guess, you know, after nobody, once people played the Lost Levels, everybody just said no Purple Mushrooms. And, you know, I'm sitting around the stuff, and it's basically, I still am thinking about my video game rule-based, uh, wrestling promotion idea that I want to do. And we'll get to the end of that. I gotta go and, uh, you know, eventually meet up with the Channel Awesome guys, uh, tomorrow, hopefully. Do I have to dress up as Captain N? Nobody gave me any respect for Captain N until, like, the end of the, the showcase. Oh, he's dressed as that Captain N as I was at the Channel Awesome pod, uh, panel. 
yeah, oh, that's a deep cut. And then, you know, walking by and people and Mario stuff, getting photos done in front of the big C2E2 sign. And like, oh, yeah, Captain Ed. So, um, but, you know, on the floor, um, bought those post earrings. Um, debating because the value, I mean, it was only sold for 25 bucks. It was a t-shirt Funko Pop combo. And this was a IG-11 from the Mandalorian with the child at that point um, being carried before he goes off on his, you know, awesome blaze of glory type stuff. I guess, well, spoilers from the Mandalorian. Uh, Taika Taika Waititi was the voice of IG-11, so. And, uh, yeah, I really wish we would have dug in a little more with Zachary Levi. Like, how is it to work with... Um, frickin' Taika Waititi on Thor Ragnarok. And, of course, his, uh, characters doesn't have any dialogue. He gets killed pretty quick. I mean, hey, get your scale paycheck, I suppose. And I imagine Zachary Levi's more than that, value-wise. So, uh, but, yeah, so I bought that shirt, uh, combo, and I found there's a lot of people who are doing, um, cats. I think this guy... I didn't get his name. Um, no, he's got it written down on the prints. No, Jenny Parks. Uh, so I didn't see um, anybody who looked like a Jenny Parks at the uh, booth. It's, um, you know, it's a, uh, dare I say I like to presume? Which is not cool, I suppose. You know, I didn't identify myself in any panels. And I only got on the mic once for Bulbasaur. I didn't identify myself as a he, him. Um, cause I really like, oh great. Now I'm getting myself into a hole. Um, you know, I don't necessarily think pronoun, like, dude, if we're going to be accepting of people who cares what their pronouns are, I know it's about identity and we should accept their identity. So I apologize. So now, you know, after talking it over, right here it's like yeah i I, you know um you know i'm he him i'll stand by they them just because you know as a unifier but i know who i identify as i'm a cis male one and a half on the kinsey scale some would argue two and i don't know why you're arguing that with me unless you're no great no don't want to go into that rabbit hole um but yeah, uh, great prints uh, by Jenny Parks of cats as um, fiction uh, movie characters. So I got one for Good Omens. You got, uh, uh, I guess, I mean, it was a little more, uh, a little more, um, not a straight up, more tortoiseshell than you'd think, um, tabby. But you got an orange, orange tabby is a, uh, Oh, shoot. Come on, Russ. Oh, Crowley. The um, cat that David Tennant... I mean, sorry, the demon uh, David Tennant portrayed and... um, Now I can't remember the name of Michael Sheen's uh, angel. But, uh, yeah, you got those. Um, Another was... uh, Somebody was trying to, before me in line, was picking out the prints they wanted. It was, a 
fifteen dollars a piece or two for or three for thirty. So I obviously went with that. Um, somebody was like, "Oh, there's a Hellboy one," and oh yeah, Ron Perlman looks like a cat. So awesome. So yeah, I grabbed that one, and then the other one was uh, based on Jareth from Labyrinth, and like I don't know, like. I don't know if the cat's really doing it for me, but there was a little goblin beneath him played by another portrayed by another cat. So yeah, definitely. So got those. So, you know, 35 for the earrings. Um, three, I think it was one for 15, one post for 15, three for 35, um, one pair for 15, three for 35. So, um, IG-88 was 25 and uh, those, so 90 bucks, not not bad for the first day of uh, C2E2 on the floor. And there's stuff I want to get. I saw some Chippendale Pops, $20 a piece, but hey, if I can bring back anything for mom, that's kind of cool. Um, so yeah, I got that to look forward to. Um I don't know. It honestly, the floor was in. You kind of expect that on a Friday. Not everybody's going to be at their table, so Artist Alley was kind of light. There's not a lot of dirty fan art out there um, that I saw, um, and I still got a lot of stuff to look at on just the the sales floor. Because um, when I was walking back, it's like I missed that. I missed that. Okay. Uh, haven't bought myself another saber. I don't plan to. Might just ask Ultra Sabers, hey, uh, tricks on changing the batteries. Um, so yeah. Now I saw some hilt, like, sheet, um, not sheaves. Well, they call them sheaves, but it's like, you know, lightsaber you don't really sheave. The blade doesn't exist. And, uh, resisted buying a wooden reverse blade sword from, like, Rooney Kenshin so yeah that kind of stuff um but yeah got um tried to go to the horror meetup and again it's just people like that is just people wanting to do photos so I was there like you know maybe I could promote the podcast um but yeah nobody was really talking to anybody so it's like again strangers don't want to meet strangers I suppose um and you can say, well, Russ, you didn't get up, but it's like, what, I'm supposed to scream it? Um, yeah, so, um, then it was the, uh, channel, pan- the, uh, channel awesome panel, uh, Nostalgia Critic, and, uh, I was surprised they had us queuing up for that one, and it wasn't a filled room, um, I mean, it was a, probably the biggest crowd I've seen for him, so, yeah, they're doing something right, um, and... They're promoting the new web series called Space Trash. And that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Very Red Dwarfian. I didn't bring that up. and didn't get in the queue. But, um... And, uh... You know, some people aren't paying attention to, like... These nostalgia... These Channel Awesome fans. Like, what's Lloyd going to do next? Lloyd is gone. I really wanted to try... That was the only thing I could really think of uh, to ask. If I was going to ask them anything. Was, like, one... You know... How are you adjusting without, you know, with Lloyd passing and, you know, if the next cat's going to have Lloyd's voice? Um, and, uh, you know, two, the only other question I was thinking of is, 
you know, favorite studio, AIP or uh, Canon. So, defunct studio, I should say. So, yeah, I can't really say I had much to offer, but they were having a lot of fun at that panel, which is cool. And, um, as I say, that's finally when people started recognizing Captain N, the Game Master. Hadn't bought that DVD or Blu-ray, what have you. I'm thinking about maybe dropping the money for... Because Captain N, obviously, too much uh, IP to ever be re-released on uh, physical media. And I did see they had the Muppet Babies, so it's like, as long as it's the Muppet Babies, not this uh, Disney reboot, um, I'd be game for that. I, I keep telling myself to do it. Sometime I'm going to have to do it. Otherwise, as I say, it's like, uh, do I grab this for my wrestling promotion? That's not going to be a thing. And when I'm talking about, you know, Channel Awesome, it's like, and maybe it's not something to bring up, but uh, if I go to their uh, booth, uh, but, you know, maybe I should uh, really offer them up a, like, there's no, I've not watched, um, I bought a DVD from them last, uh, CTE2. It starts the K, so, uh, Kick-Assia, I think is the name of it. And I haven't watched it yet, uh, because I haven't gotten to the K's now. They accessory shop on Etsy's Trash Feature Reviews. And I say that, and it's like, eh, you probably should get around to actually getting caught up on that. You're definitely, uh, behind, so. Something to do, uh, if I can get a guest for the next episode, that'll be cool. Um, you know, alternate and save myself for the Jericho episode that didn't happen. Um, so that's, um, you know, that's it. Uh, otherwise, yeah, um, a ah, bit of alienation, I suppose. Um, you know, my sister, she's up here a lot, really, just to, um, meet up with her boyfriend, uh, David, who lives up here. Um, but, you know, if, he he's a very reserved individual um and it's like i don't know you're not much fun man um i mean jeez <laughs> i'm kind of being a dick i suppose but um i mean he's a you know he's a good guy i just you know like hey you want to try interacting again it's like Everybody just like, oh, very shy. And I can't say I wasn't that at the meetups. It's like, you know, I just wanted some Pokemon friends. And it's like, okay, that obviously is not worth doing. The horror meetup, it's like, well, I'm not dressed up and so I'm not going to be taking any photos. And that's kind of something. I can't really say any real uh, cosplay stuck out. Um, took a photo of an Ewok who probably taller than me I uh, really should have taken to done the selfie with him I suppose I'm not that kind of person who presses boundaries um, so I don't know it's like I guess when it comes to the meetups it's like uh, the situation is just like are we going to um, am I interesting enough I suppose that's what I do Like, I was talking about this at a co-worker it's like yeah dress to um express yourself and then otherwise act like a decent human being don't be on your phone when you're in the queue ever um you know follow your instructions just be straight laced 
Um, you know, this isn't a freaking bar. Like, we aren't at a freaking bar. So, don't let, don't, uh, let your inhibitions down, I guess. My, my, me. And I guess at the, you know, meetup, it's like, well, if nobody's going to engage me, I'm not going to engage them. So, um, but you know, I guess I try to engage, uh, with my sister's boyfriend and it's like, come on, man. You know, I'm interested. I want to be interested. Gosh. So, um, are there any meetups I think otherwise? Like, I, you know, the biggest problem is I forgot my business cards, like, being, uh, picked up because my car's in the shop right now and driven, you know, it's not in the shop right now. I would have driven it to at least Morton. Um, but, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm really just trying to make sure I just had virtually the minimum packed for this trip. So I forgot my business cards. So, uh, nobody pulling me over for my jacket with all my podcast information on it. So it's like, I don't know. Um, I guess I just gotta do crazier cosplay. I had an idea for, like, a Darth Hansen brother from Slapshot. And it's like, I don't think the glasses would work with the paint, so... You know, maybe I'll just have to buy a yellow hockey mask, put a black ski mask, black in my eyes, and all that. And hopefully people will get it. I have to create a double-bladed goalie stick. Um, so, you know, well, maybe for a fan expo. But, I don't know. Um, I mean, I had fun today, definitely. It's just feeling alone in a crowd is a thing I, I deal with. Um, and, you know, fortunately, I can't say anybody's screwing that up for me. Um, let's just say it led to a breakup at one point. Um, so it's like, eh, you know, but, you know, I don't really have anything, like, best cosplay, and I didn't get a picture, because, eh, it was early in the morning was when I got to CTUE2, somebody had dressed up like Chris Evans from not another teen movie. I have not seen that movie. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I know some of the hits. And basically, he had the whipped cream bikini gimmick on with the banana in his ass. So, um, that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I'm just not, I don't know. I'm not somebody who likes to bug people. Um, and I guess going to those meetups, it's like, well, people want to bug people, so I just got to wait. And I'm like, nope. We're all in our little worlds. And it's like, you know, I'm having, I, I'm, I feel more comfortable at a Cubs game where I, nobody is, want, is really there to talk to anybody else. But, you know, hey, make a good comment somewhere. Basically, if I can't come up be in a place where I can create a sarcastic comment. I don't know how much I'm worth, at least on a social element. So, um, but yeah, so I say that all, and it's like, huh, do I really want to do Fan Expo now? What could I do with those, um, that weekend, those four days? Um, yeah, um, you know, it go, it make, it goes back, and Zachary Levi brought it up. You know, everybody pretty much should be in therapy. And, yeah, um, it looks like my health insurance, you know, provided I 
don't miss another case of old-fashioned mixers uh, at um, my second job. Uh, my first job, which is exposed um, on the old feed, I should say, the uh, Podbean feed, um, you know, has come up. But uh, the insurance is good, and it's like I can go and get my the people that I overpaid for to help me out. So at a reasonable rate this time. So, um, yeah, so I guess it's just a really uh, nerve-wracking time for me uh, with, um, uh, let's see, um, like the um, MacGruber slash Jericho podcast the guy uh who was scheduled for it just didn't interact with me like the day of like he we talked about it you know i brought it up numerous times and like cool cool yeah what time are we gonna do it never responded like i just have the entire day open well then tell me what time you wanted to lose and yeah this is the second time he's done that to me and we'll leave it at that but you know that kind of feels like well i can't count on anybody there and the entire situation um behind a lot of my trip you know this trip is kind of like i can't count on people there um in general i should say and yeah it's like and now it's like you know hoping somebody gives a shit here and it's like eh, you're stretching it so yeah feeling very alienated and I need to get a guest for next week's show. Uh, so I'll keep pushing that. Uh, obviously, I'll finish, hit the record, stop on this one and, uh, you know, get this all published before, you know, maybe before Rampage. Optimism, I suppose. Um, yeah, I need guests. And I'm really kind of like, I see the listens I have, the few, so far in this new feed. Um, like, I really need, um, this is me, so, um, I keep trying stuff, and that's why I was talking about, you know, like, oh, going to Channel Awesome, it's like, well, if they're making movies on the cheap, you know, maybe I can, you know, if there's something I can do for them, it's probably easier just to send an email, but, you know, what else, what else can I say, um, you know, I need to mean something, I need, you know, I need the, it was great, uh, podcasting, you know, start, because I had people jumping up, friends, and it's like, and things change, people have lives, I don't, I suppose, and I'm a little envious, and I'm trying to make something with this, and nobody gives a shit, it feels like, and you're listening to it, and thank you, um, but yeah, I'm just, uh, that's my mindset. I'm hoping something cool happens, you know, tomorrow at C2E2. Uh, I haven't really looked at the schedule. Um, but yeah, I really need, um, the guests. You know, let's just do that. I am only looking for, you know, two guests a month so I can alternate. I'll do my binges and, uh, on the other weeks, but, um, you know, so if you want to be on the show, want to help me out, uh, you got a lot to say. I, you know, you want to get political, let's get political. 
all that stuff. Just theme it around movies, preferably movies under 100 minutes. We'll make anything work. And uh, just send an email to rustthebus07 at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-T-H-E-B-U-S-07 at gmail.com. Offer me a movie, a theme, a director, an actor, and let's create a slice of fried gold, as they say in Shaun of the Dead. Um, Otherwise, you know, uh, thinking about Lloyd the Cat, it's kind of like, well, you know, I could have related to Brad Jones, the cinema snob, like with uh, Skimble Passing, the one-eared angel, uh, recently. Um, So, but, you know, I don't know. How the, how do you just straight up relate to people like i do this podcast to show i'm worthwhile and that's just it am i is where my head's at um you know and the only people who ever really told me that is my wrestling trainer danny daniels and my uh, late best friend stacia harden and i appreciate her still looking after my ass and i hope she's doing the same for all of those she touched in her life and i hope she's petting this shit out of uh Skimble the one-eared angel. So, yeah, that's where my head's at, I suppose, is what we got out of the first day of C2E2. Uh, Didn't plan to go 40 minutes, and of course I'm going to go and do a mega episode after uh, all three days uh, for Monday night. Uh, Tuesday, I'd like to say, is the official drop date. I'm just very anal-retentive and can't do bonus episodes on on the old feed. You know, again, inattentive. So, but thank you uh, for um, listening. Ninety for Children podcast. Losing my voice a little bit now, so better relax. Eat some bacon jerky. That's another thing. I still like freaking crowds, and everybody's gonna be down at the restaurant until they go to whatever after hour thing they wanted to do. It's like I don't need wall to wall people. So, <clears throat> so. Again, though, uh, thanks for taking the time to listen, and I hope uh, you'll be back for tomorrow. Uh, podcast about C2E2 on 90 for Chill, the podcast with Catbus Russ. Follow me on Twitter at Catbus Russ. Rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast apps. This is a Spotify podcast. Have yourself a good night. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. The following podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries. Any unauthorized duplication, redistribution can be punishable by civil criminal or the wrath of the tall man and i will not do an angus scrim of course this is 90 for chill the podcast this is day two of c2e2 2023 and i should say it's officially 90 for chill the podcast with cat bus russ and um right now i'm just in the hotel room i am sitting across from the poetic critic um separate beds this isn't the funky kind of uh, PH stuff that... I didn't know Brad Jones actually has a channel on Pornhub where he does his porno reviews. So, um, yeah. So, second day. Uh, not too big on panels today, at least for me. Uh, checked out the 
supernatural panel and truth be told i'm not necessarily a supernatural fan i mean it's an easy show to get into i can see why it had 15 seasons um and i think uh, mark shepherd made it pretty clear it is about the winchester brothers no matter was that david's question was like can't we get the castiel and uh whatever mark shepherd's character is crowley Gets spin right and, and mark shepherd shut that down with uh after uh really ripping in f- to david for the castiel uh cosplay it was a nice expensive jacket at some point mark you scottish twat um another other interesting things for me was i didn't know dj crawl uh from the new guy road trip delta farce uh was queer so yeah and learned new things every day and he and but we can all agree mayonnaise is worse um than any kind of trans or homophobia so that's a important lesson i suppose uh otherwise i checked out the speed networking event um so i might have some leads on podcast guests provided they don't I don't sound too desperate like I did last night in the alienation of a feeling alone in a crowd at uh, C2E2. People just don't want to interact with other people, you know. Oh, celebrities, fine. Um, then, uh, yeah, after that, did a little, tried to shop for some stuff. I can't really say I spent too much. Uh, found out uh, why we need gender neutral or gender fluid bathrooms after i bought a leather cosplay claw yeah i had no problem taking my um unit out and using the urinal but then it's like how do i wash my hands so yeah i get that kind of crowd and i did go into the gender neutral bathroom uh when this occurred so it's kind of awkward when you got uh three women i don't know what kind of women they're all women <laughs> waiting on me just so I can wash my hands. So that's an interesting experience. And well, actually, I probably did more panels today, if you count that meetup, which was actually a success- successful meetup. We all knew, okay, we're trying to figure out how we can make money off each other. That's pretty cool. And then um, checked out the movies we disagree on and i got the loudest reaction for putting jurassic park in its place billy ray bruton on screen drafts would be proud now um you know basically just saying it was done better in 1972 and the response of the channel awesome crew was you're right from a technical standpoint which is probably the worst kind of right but I think I got the biggest biggest reaction from the crowd telling him that uh, uh, let's just get over Jurassic Park. Yes, cool-looking dinosaurs. Did Sam Neill or Jeff Goldblum cuddle with a raptor? Dick Van Patten got to go and screw, screw a robot. Like, what sounds like the better movie? And there's no kids in Westworld. Which cuts off a half hour, which makes it prime 90 for chill content so those at the networking event (laughs) that's what you gotta deal with 
So, and uh, otherwise, uh, the only other panel I checked out was Nerdlesque, a uh, Cleveland-based uh, nerd culture-themed burlesque outfit. Uh, they only had two members there. Um, and folks, very interesting women. Um, I mean, they, they, they're having a lot of fun. Uh, actually, back in the day, Stephanie Smith, my best friend, she was like, oh, you're a wrestler? You can do, you can act as a uh, focal point for dance moves in a burlesque act. You know, we'll do a strip tease, this is a wrestling, and yay. So I understand the entire, I, I have a better, I think, understanding of burlesque than a lot of people. Um, and I'm going to just leave it at that, because I got some comments that could probably get me canceled by said burlesque crowd. Burlesque is for everybody. I'm just saying, you know, um, it's like setting up your video game fighting lineup at Capcom versus SNK. Like, uh, we'll just, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. But now that I say that, I think Capcom's bigger fat shamers than I am. Because all we have is E-Honda in Street Fighter. Where else are, where are you the bigger guys? So, okay. If you can read those hints, that's uh, what my day was like. And uh, dinner at the Grand Lux Cafe. Which was fine. Uh, strawberry martini. Didn't really have any taste. Just putting a strawberry on it and... I don't know. And uh, never seen that much big chunks of basil, I hope. Hope on a uh, chicken parmesan sandwich. And, uh, yeah, it's like... Uh, I don't know. Rory liked her uh, shrimp pasta, so... Despite the uh, amount of tomato... So, it's a lot more quiet, uh, a little more active day for me, I suppose. At least there was the social element to it. Uh, the cosplay was a lot better today, which, uh, that was a, was a problem for me, honestly. Uh, just because, um, like, oh, today would be the day where they'd expect Captain N. So... Um, yeah, it was, so it's kind of frustrating not really, uh, getting to fully do it, but after my phone was running low and I bought an overpriced generic wire and then failed to realize, oh, they got a bit Best Buy machine in the Hyatt Regency where a little manipulation, I could have probably got my employee discount and we've just exposed my, uh, day job, so, uh, if you want more secrets from Best Buy, hey, um, if you can figure a way to set me up for a couple of years, eh? But I digress. Got to have a little controversy. If uh, you know my nerd less comments were a little too much. Um, yeah, when it comes to nerd less, like they, they're a great performer. It doesn't really matter. Um, yep, and it's all about commitment. And it's more comedy, I think, is what I find burlesque to be. So, yeah, you stop, think about it, and really talk about it. You can't be that judgmental. Um, yeah, and you don't want to get yourself canceled. <laughs> Especially after a networking event. So, that um, is a C2E2 day two for me. You got anything you want to add? No. 
And no guests this week. Ah, bollocks. <laughs> We're going to get this thing going uh, sooner than later, I hope. Um, thanks for checking out this episode of 90 for Chill, the podcast. Sorry that uh, if you're if the content is lacking. With that said, of course, you can be a guest on 90 for Chill, the podcast. Uh, just send an email to russthebus07 at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-T-H-E-B-U-S-07 at gmail.com. Offer me a movie, a theme, a director, an actor. As long as we try to focus on sub-100-minute material, we will have a slice of fried gold, as they say in Shaun of the Dead. Uh, rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast apps, five stars preferably. I will reciprocate. Uh, this is a Spotify podcast, officially, so I do not know... I don't have a username for reviews yet, or I haven't leveled any reviews, and I still got a tendency to use Apple Podcasts, but... You know, that's neither here nor there. Um, oh, I guess I do have to deal with the drama today of uh, my ex-girlfriend, Allie, of Allie's Accessory Shop on Etsy, uh, stopping by the apartment to check on Ava. And um, Ava wasn't eating the dry food, which doesn't surprise me after we exposed her to wet food when we were trying to get Skimble healthy. Um... Oh, she'll eat up the wet food. So I think it's just Ava being a little diva about it, but she has gotten a lot skinnier. I mean, noticeably skinnier. She's 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 been a full full body kitty for a long time. So a uh, little little bit of scare. So Allie's brought wet food, and I'm probably going to be cleaning up a uh, cat vomit when I get back. Not the easy kind, but. Um, you know, this is where I need you, Stacia, and the little one-eared angel, I guess, Skimble. Um, you know, watch over that kitty. She's my best friend. And I'm too busy to really find, like, you want depressing, like yesterday. See how I operate if Ava goes. So, uh, Stacia Harden, my inspiration, please take care of her. And Skimble, if you can, uh, the one-eared angel, if you can uh, slap some sense into, you know, little ectoplasm on her nose, should set her straight. So hopefully cat will eat when I get back, and hopefully I won't have to clean up too much cat vomit. And hopefully the uh, third day of C2E2 will be as much fun as today was. So until Tuesday, where we'll drop the everything on the regular Podbean feed as well. I will uh, let you guys go. Thanks for checking out 90 for Chill, the podcast with Cat Bus Russ. Long live Flash. You've saved your ass. Have a nice day. <laughs>